The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Dav Kuf Yud Bet. Today's Dav is being studied. Lenu Nishmat, Manat Zekinati, Yafa Batsala. Lenu Nishmat, Rabbi Abraham Ben Esther, Wahashim, Tanihem. And we start right on the beginning of the Amud top line. Rav Adabar Ahava Matni Lehadirami Barhamma Aha. We had a statement on yesterday's daf of Rami Bar Statement was Rishut Yoresh Kirshut Nukayah. That means that when somebody, a child, is Yoresh's father, it's considered as if it's a third party. The Gabe Shinui Rishut. It's considered a separate Rishut. Now, in the last yesterday's daf, it was said in the context that if a person, let's say a father, is a Gazlan, he stole something, right? The Nigzal made Yush, and then let's say the father handed it over to the kids as Yerushah. So combined with the Yush of the Nigzal and the Shinuri Shut of the children, which is considered Shinuri Shut, because we consider it a Yoresh, like a Nukaya. So they have a combination. The kids do not have to pay the item back. They are Koneh, the Hefetz. Now that's one context of Rami Barhamah's statement. However, the Gemara on today's daf is going to say that there was another version in which context did Rami Barhama make his statement that Neshut Yoresh is like Neshut Lokaya. He didn't say it in the context of Gezera. He said it in the context of a story that's regarding Rebit, regarding interest. The Gemara says, again, matni lehad Rami Barhama, aha. Let's say the father had interest in his possession. Right? He lent somebody money, and he had charged interest, and now he has the beat in his possession. And he bequeathed that interest to his children. Even though they know that that item is indeed beat, that money, and they do not have to return it. Again, combining the fact that the guy that gave the Ribit already made Yush, which is already not uh, getting his money back, he was Mia Ish. And what? You say once the kids get it, they do not have to return the Ribit. <coughs> so you see, wow, that in the context of Ribit, that's where Rabbi Barhamah made a statement. That the shoot yoresh is kirshut lokeh. That's considered a shenu shoot. Rava Amar, Rava says no. 
לעולם הם הלך, רשות יורש, לאט כרשות תוקע דמי. ושאני אחד אמר כרעה, אל תיקח מאיתו נשך ותלבית. מירי אקינטאי רבה says that the רשות of יורש is not a separate רשות. It's not a רשות לא קיים. Oh, so then why can the kids keep the beat then? Because the Torah says, don't take from him neshek v'tarbit. Ahadar leh. The Torah is saying, hey, you charged interest, give it back. Ki echi d'neheh b'hadach. So therefore you can live like brothers. D'neheh b'hadach. So you can be peaceful with each other. L'dideh kamazhan l'rachmana. Yeah, the Torah demanded the guy to charge the interest. You got to return it. Libre lo mazhar l'rachmana. But to the son, the Torah was not mazhir. Which means we have a special gizirat ha-katuv. Avah will tell you really, Rishut Yoresh is not like Rishut Lokaya. Oh, so the Chaurad Rebit is still around. Why don't you tell him to go return it? Gizirat ha-katuv. Only the guy that charged the interest got to return the interest. Mashiach and the children, they didn't charge the interest. They don't have to return it. Gizerat HaKatuv. So comes the Gemara and says, Man dematnila abaraita kol sheken amatnitin. Which means, the opinion that learned Rami Bar Hama on this Baraita legaber bit, kol sheken he will hold it so by the Mishnah. Which means here you had a way out. Here you could have answered it like Rava, and said, no, the beat is different. And still he said, that no, that they shoot lokeya, shoot yoresh like they shoot lokeya. Either way he had an answer. So if by the case where he could have answered, you still held, they shoot yoresh, they shoot lokeya, because she can, in the case of our Mishnah, by Gezen, certainly they're going to say, when the father made Yehush, and the kids got it, certainly we'll be able to, Keep it. But if you learn Nami Bar Hamas statement, Dafka and our Mishnah by Gezel, Avala Baraita, Rami Bar Hamas, Kerava, Matnila. I could say, but by the Rabid case, he'll agree to Rava, which means if you learn it by the Mishnah, good. But that means he said it by the Mishnah, the Gabe Gezel. But I could tell you that by Rabid, the reason why he says he doesn't have to return it, <laughs> Is because he holds like Rava that says what special gezerat the katuv that only the uh, or the guy that charged the interest has to return it, but not the children. Let's read Rashi. Rashi says second line. Man dematnila lehad rami barhamah baraita kol shekena matnitin deleka tamah harin lemiftere elahai kol kad delo mahasal lematnitin match with the gezela kayemet. Right, which means. In the case of the Mishnah, where you're learning the Gezra is Kayam, why is he Patu then? Ella, you must say, combined with the Yehush, and the Rishut Yoresh is the Rishut Lo Kayam, that's what, there's no other reason to say why he would be Patur. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're going to say it by the case of Rebit, where you had a way out to answer, because can you learn our Mishnah like that. However, man, the Matila Amatitim, Aval Abraita, Rami Barhaba Mishum Tamad Dekla Matnila, which means, if you say it by our Mishnah, that that's where he made his statement, but I could say that Rabbi Ba still subscribes to the uh, Pasuk of Rava, that you don't have to come on to it by the beat. By the beat, you don't need to say 
The reason is because of the shoot yoresh kishut lo By the beach, you could say simply, they weren't the ones that charged it. The Torah said only ones that charge it have to return it. But the guys in charge don't have to return it. Good. Comes again, Moran says, Tanu Rabbanan, we have a brighter. Hagozel umaachil et banav. So what did he do? Guy stole and he fed his children. He gave the item to his children. Peturim meleshalem. Tell the Andir are peturim from pay. Heniach lefnehem. But if the item is still around, gedolim hayavim leshalem. Adults have to pay. Okay. Now Rami Bar Hama will learn the case he's talking about before Yehush. Because again, according to Rami Bar Hama, it's after Yehush. You have Yehush and a Shinuri Shuk. Ketanim peturim meleshalem. Oh, now what's the reason why Kitanim and Peturim is a Hadush now? Which means if you talk about it, let's say it's before Yehush. So the Chaurah, what do I care? Katan has it now, the item is to give it back. So the she says Hadush here. They are not old enough to be taken to court. Even though the Gezerah is still around, it's uncollectible. The sumchusu the patar ketanim. Sumchusu shita is ketanim are not obligated to pay because you can't take them to court. So therefore, the bright is like a big hadush over here. Uh, if it's kayam gedolim, uh, return it. Lefnei yush, return it. Ketanim lefnei yush is still around. Keep it. Ketanim are not uh, not subject to court. The im amru gedolim, but let's say the old the, the adult children said, and anu yudim chesbonot shachashav abinu imach. Listen. We don't, we don't know what's going on over here. We don't know the calculations. We know that there was a stolen property, but uh, we think that our father might have paid it back. We're not too sure. You're asking us to give you this item back. Uh, we're not too sure what the husband was. We think he might have paid you. So the din is peturim. So the Gebra says, what kind, of, what kind of halakha is that? Mishum de'amre en anu yud'im. Peturim? That's not a petur. The gazlan is saying, bari. You stole my item. And they're coming along and saying, Shimme, yeah, maybe our father paid you back. Bari v'shimme, bari adif. And therefore, how can the Baraita make a statement like that and say that the children contest and say, we're not sure that they're patur. So the Gemara says, you're right, it doesn't mean that. They, they didn't say we're not sure. They say we are sure. And therefore, read it like this. Amaraba, hachi ka'amar, gidodim sha'amru, yud'im anu chizbonot she'chashab abinu imach. We know the calculations that our father made with you. The first way they said it was rhetorically. Uh, the first way they said, well, do you think, you think we know our father's calculations? That's a shimme. This is the way they're saying it now is they're saying, we know. We know. And there's nothing left over by us. Which means he paid you back already. So they're coming along and saying, Bari as well. Okay, that case Peturin. Unless the Gazak can bring it ah, yeah. But bottom line, if it's Bari and a Bari, he's saying, Yomi, they're saying we paid you back for sure, so see you later. We don't have to pay you. Good. Now the Gemara comes along and brings another Braita. Tanya Idach. We have a Braita. Hagozel umakil et banav. Okay, fed the children. Peturim and the Shalem. Heniach lefnehem. If they inherited it, va'achalum, 
בין גדולים, בין קטנים, חייבים. So what happened in this case over here, the deen is, a gozer, umachil banav. Okay, the item's not around anymore. Peturim el shalem. Hiniyach lefnehem. What did he do? He inherited, they got the item. Again, ve'achalum. And they ate it, they consumed it. One case talking about where they just ate it. One thing where he inherited to them. And they consumed it. Ben Gedurim Bekatim Hayavim. Oh, Gedurim or Ketanim are going to be Hayav. Now, according to Rav Chazda, I can understand. According to Rav Chazda, according to Rami Barhamma, how you can learn this case over here? Rami Barhamma says even before Yehush, you're Patur. According to Rav Chazda, I have no problem with this Brayta. Because he holds before Yehush, Achila. Consumption is not enough. That's why it says, Hayavim. However, according to Rami Barhamma, how is he going to learn this bright? Even if you want to say it's talking about before Yehush, why would Gedolim that consumed it have to pay? Stam, I'm asking a question. The Gemara is going to ask another question. The Gemara could have chose to ask a question on Rami Barhamma from this bright, the way I just explained it to you. The Gemara is going to ask another question. That's the way the Mephashim explained us as the Rajbah says. Okay. Ketanim mi mehaybeh? How could you ever make ketanim? Hayavim to pay. Lo yehe ela de'azik azuke. Which means, it shouldn't be worse than a case if the ketanim mamash went into the guy's field and damaged his, his item. The deen is that a katan that's mazik is patur. Kol in this case, where they went, didn't go into the guy's field and steal it, or mazik it. They just inherited it from the father, and they consumed it. Which means, in the case where they got a mazik, you tell me they don't have to pay. This case over here where they inherited, they have to pay? The Brayta doesn't make any sense. So Yavadah says, Amar papa hachi ka'amar. Read the Brayta like this. You put it in front of them. He inherited it to them. Ve'adayin lo achlum. Ah, it's still around. Okay, they didn't eat it. Ben Gedolim, Ben Ketanim, Hayavim. Which means, since the Gezela is Kayimit, even the Ketanim have to return it. Now, obviously, this Brayt is arguing on what we just said from Sumchus that says you can't take Ketanim to court. And as she points out that this Brayt is going like Rabbanan, that argue on Sumchus and hold that if the Gezela is still Kayam, you can't take the Ketanim to court and get it out of them. But at least now we have no question on Ami Barhamma. Because the Gizah is Kayemet. Oh, Gizah is Kayemet. Even Ami Bar said, before Yehush, you have to return it. So we have no, no problem. Amar Now we go into a, another case. Hiniyah lahem avihem para she'ula. The father inherited to the kid a cow that was on loan to him. So now they inherited that loaner cow that he had. Renting cow? Not renting, he was loaning, he was borrowing. Borrowed a cow. And he left his son? He died, and inherited to the kids. Now the kids have this cow. So the deen is, Mishtamshim ba kol yemesh elata. So they can continue using it, the um, duration of the, of the loan, of the borrowing terms. Let's say it was a 30-dayer, 
he died 15 days, and 15 more days they can use it. Meta en hayavim be'onseha. Normally, if a person borrows something, he's in the worst position. Even in honest, the hayav to pay. However, in this case over here, the kids don't have to pay for honest, because they weren't the ones that borrowed. Therefore, they didn't accept upon themselves shemirah, so therefore they have the best of both worlds. They could finish the term of the father, but if something happens to the animal, they are not responsible. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Right, they never accepted upon themselves the shemirah of the animal. Now, kasburim should abihemu. Now we give a different case. Let's say they think for a moment that what they didn't know that it was loaned. They thought the cow belonged to the father. so they slaughtered it. Now again, since they had no intention over here to steal, because they really thought it belonged to the father, They only have to pay back cheap meat, which means they don't have to pay back expensive meat, they get a discount. They can pay back on a discount because they didn't have kavanah to steal over here. What's the discount over here? She says, uh, They only have to pay two-thirds payment. So they get a third discount on the meat. Pay back to the exam, but you don't have out this. I don't know who it belonged to you. I thought it was my father's. Pay me back. Oh, pay back on a discount. But if the father left over to the children, they have to pay. Now that last statement is vague. We don't know which case it's defining. Some learn the case of Karka, going back on case number one, and Look at Rashi, Aresha. Now what's the case of the Resha? The Ka'amar, Meta, En Hayavim Be'onseha. That case over there where you said if the animal died, they don't have to pay, but if the father left Karka'ot, Hayavim Shalem. Because there already was a shirbud mehayim. Okay? Which means when the father borrowed the cow, he had karka. So already, if anything happens to the cow, already the father's land was mortgaged to the, to the, to the guy that lent it to him. And Rava, on this opinion, holds that the time of obligation takes place at the time of the actual loan. Meaning, when a person borrows a cow, at that point over there, even nothing happened to the cow yet, the karka becomes mishubat at that point, in the event something happens to the cow. There's two ways of looking at it. You could say that the shirbu doesn't take place till actually the cow dies. Now if you look at it like that, then there was no shirbu on the karka. Because the cow died by the children. But if you say that the shabud takes place, when I borrow something, already it's factored in that if this dies, I'm obligated to pay. So already from now, my karka is mishrubat to you. So therefore, that's the way that I understand it. So how would you learn this statement? Like this. Father borrowed a cow. He had karka. Right away that karka is now mishrubat 
to the one that lent it to him. What happened? He died. The children now have this para. They can use it. They can use it for the rest of the term. But if something happens, they don't have to pay. Unless there was karka. Because already the karka is mishubad, already from the initial lending. And therefore, they have to make good. They have to pay the guy back in karka. Okay, that's one way of learning the karka. On the resha. But there's another way of learning. The other way of learning is on the sefa. First line in Ashi. Ve'ika demati la sefa. Tabhuha ve'akhluha mishalmim deme basar bezol. Ve'meniyak lehem avihem karka mishalmim peraon shalem. Ta'avi'inu b'mkom abuhon ve've'en akhluha mishalmim. Some say it's going back on the sefa. What do we say in the sefa? If the children slaughter the animal thinking that it belonged to the father, <coughs> so they only have to pay back basar at a cheap discounted price. Right? So to that, the Gemara is coming along to say, but if the father left them over karka, so then already, they have, if they slaughtered it, they take the place of the father because it was a shavut already on the karka. Therefore, they have to pay full price from the Karka itself. So it's a mahlokit. The Karka case is coming to find the Resha, or is it coming to find the Sefa? Kabbalah says, one, two, three, three lines down after they get wide. Gemara. Man dematnila aresha. According to the Shita that learns this statement of Karka on the Resha, called Sheken Asefa. Although more so, on the Sefa, which is under the Shah, it was subject to a Mahloket. Because actually there's a Mahloket in Ravah and Rapapa. I told you Ravah's side. Ravah's side again is, when does the Karka become Mishubat? At the time of the loan, when the animal is still alive. I borrow from you. Already my Karka is Mishubat to you. Rapapa learns no. When I borrow something, there's no Shibut. You know when the Shibut takes place? When the animal dies, now already the Hayyub is, is for me to pay back. The Chiyuvim does not hal at the time of the actual loan itself. Now if you look like that, like the Papa learns, so that what do I give the father at Karka? There's no Shibur on the Karka. Until what? Until the animal died. The animal died by the, by the kids. No Shibur on that. But if you learn like Rava, that says no, the Shibur is actually on the Karka itself, at the time of the borrowing, even before the animal died. Oh, so therefore the Gemara says like this, if you're going to hold that what you're going to hold in the Risha, that if there was Karka, you can have the kids have to pay back, which means if the animal was borrowed by the father, and the father had Karka, then he died and gave it to the kids, the kids used it, and the animal died. So now the Karka they have to pay, that means you're holding like Lava, even you had a way out to answer like the Papa to say no. So if you hold that the Karka's in the Risha, we had a way out, in the Sefa, where there's no ship, there's no machlokan on that. Then everybody will hold that there was karka, and the kids have karka now, and now the animal, they went and they slaughtered the animal. They have to pay from karka, they have to pay. In the resha, you had a way out. So if you learned in the resha, karka obligates the child, certainly in the sefa, where it should be according to everybody. However, man demat nila a sefa, ufrigat rapapa, ufrigat rapapa, which means, again, 
understand clear what we're saying over here. We have a machloket, this is very fundamental. And how do we look at a shu'il? <coughs> Rava says, as I explained to you already a few times already, Rava says, all the hayuvim of a shu'il takes place at the time of the shu'ilah. The animal's still alive. But in the event that the animal dies already, the kaka from now at the time of the load is mishrobat. Therefore, when the children inherited this karka, there's a shabur on this karka already. So therefore, if the animal died in their possession, they can't say, well, we went on a shomer, we don't hey, You have karka over here that already, there's a shabur already from your father. But if you look like a papa, the boss says, no. You know when the hiyuv of unseen is hal, at the time that the animal actually dies. But before that, you're a regular guy. It's not like, should I tell you what it's not like? It's not like a Shomer Pekadon. Shomer Pekadon, already from right now, I'm obligating myself that if Geneva, Aveda, something happens to it, I'm responsible. Whatever the Hayyub of Shomer is. The Hayyub of Shomerim takes place at the time of the transfer. Therefore, all my obligations are from that point. Whereas Rabbi passes by She'elah, the Hayyuvim don't take place till the actual <coughs> onus. So therefore, he's going to say to Papa that in this case, if let's say the children, the father had karka. Beautiful. He borrowed the cow. Is there any shagun on the karka at this point? No. Right. Now he dies. Now the kids get it. They inherited land also. Is there any shagun on this karka? No. Now they used it. Okay, they used it. Uh, they're allowed to use it at the end of the term. Right. What happened? Died. Uh, I'm not sure. I, 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 I don't accept the promise of any shibuya. Okay, and there's no shibuya either. Therefore, according to Papa, the kids would have to make good on this. According to Papa, they would. Because all depends when the shibuya of the karka takes place. How do you look at the deen of the hayyuvim v'shu'el? Does it take place at the time of the she'ela, or does it take place from the time of the honest? Now, to appreciate the Papa's opinion better, Look at the following case. The Gemara gives the following case, and then we'll, we'll conclude with this case. Explain to you the way he explains the pshat over here that why, if the children ate or slaughtered it, that we're going to say, and there's karka, you have to pay from the karka. You have to pay full price. They thought the father it was the fathers. So they're like the father. They think it is the father's item. So then when they slaughter it, they're like the father. It's like the father himself slaughtered now. Right? So you come to the... I want from, from, from the property of the father. It's like the father did it. Because they, they think that it's the father's. In the first case, in the Reshah, that Share Abanim Law Sushumase. And they didn't do anything. And therefore, according to that papa, where the Hayyub of Onsi takes place now, that's not from the father. Therefore, there's no Shabun on the Karaka. That's the way the Mephashim explains. In any event, uh, that's the way we see the, uh, the Pshar over here. Now, the Gemara goes one step further. It says, Behind you, the papa. The Amara papa. The papa said, Aita para genuvalo, a person let's say had a para that was genuvalo. 
It was stolen already. V'tavcha b'shabbat. So what did he do? He took the animal that he stole already, and he slaughtered it on Shabbat. So the deen is hayav. He's hayav to pay. Why? Shekevar hayav begeneva. Kodem isur Shabbat. Which means, we have a general rule that says, Let's say, if he would have slaughtered it on Shabbat itself, that would have been the time that he stole it. So since at the time it is stealing, you're being mechalel Shabbat, so if he gets the punishment for Shabbat, and he's patur from the pay. But here already he was a thief already from Erev Shabbat. So already he's a thief already. <coughs> now when he came on Shabbat and slaughtered it, now he's I have to pay four or five. Now you're going to ask me, so what? You still have Kim Nebedarabami there. Because by the slaughtering, the slaughtering is Hayab Mitah for Shabbat, and therefore we should have to pay the Arba Bahamisha. But we have a rule. That which we say Kim Nebedarabami is only by Kirin, but not by Knas. By a Knas, since the whole thing of a Knas is a Hadush that you have to pay in the first place, so therefore the rule of Kim Nebedarabami does not apply. So therefore, again, the guy stole from before Shabbat. He's a thief already going into the Shabbat. Now when he slaughters, so what's the deen? He has to pay either four or five, depending on what he slaughtered. Right? He's going to have the tabah. So the deen is, in that case, he's going to have to pay. Look at Rashi. We're going to read this. Rashi, it's not so long. We just have to read the first part of it. And then Rashi has a different kitzah. Hayta parash ulalo. I said she'ulalo. Is that the case we're talking? No. We have Aita Paira Genuvalo. Oh, that's coming up that case. So let's continue reading in the Rashi before that. Bahainu Dra Papa, the smaller Rashi. Bahainu Dra Papa Damar. Aita Paira Genuvalo. Kilomar. Gana Paira Me'ereb Shabbat. Metabach Be Shabbat. Hayav Apetashkume Arbaa Bahamisha. He has to pay four or five. Why? Kedin already was Hayav on Friday. When he stole it, he was Hayav Kedin. So therefore, what is he adding on Shabbat? The Knas. And we don't say, Kim Knas. We don't put in it from Knas. Good. So therefore, Kerin he has to pay from Friday. Knas he pays even on Shabbat. That's the first case. Now we go to the second case. Go back to the Gemara. Next case is Hayta para Sheulalo. Oh, he borrowed a para. So at the time of the borrowing, there's nothing. He's just borrowing. V'tavcha b'Shabbat, and then what happened? On Shabbat itself, he made the Tibiha Patur. Why? She is Shabbat, the Isur Geneva, When is the Geneva hitting now? On Shabbat itself. Therefore, it's going to be Patur because of Kim Le, Pedrabamine. Oh, but what do you see from over here? That the Hayuv of Geneva doesn't take place till the actual time of the 
of the slaughtering, not at the time that you accept it upon yourself, the responsibility of a shu'il. That is the shita of la papa. Let's read it clearly in the she. She says, the big Rashi now, Hayta parash ulalo, from already Friday, Vetavhave Shabbat patur, Menakol, Tedo amrina mishaat she'ela mehayev le'akarna, which means we don't say that he's hayav already on the keren when it comes on Friday, already from the time of the loan. Vekama birshute afidu lemalacham mavet, and we don't say that it's an instant shoot on Friday in the Gabay on scene, even if the Malachamavit comes and kills it. No. The Hayu of on scene hits at the time of the on scene. Therefore, similarly, which means let's go slaughter. She's saying a few things over there. First of all, that she's saying in this case over here, let's get the case clean. He borrowed it on Friday. Okay, took, yeah, he borrowed it on Friday. According to that papa, anything happened on this, at this point of the borrowing? Nothing. He has any hayubin? No hayubin. He of course has to return it. But the Hayyub of Ones doesn't fall upon himself until the actual Ones happens. Until the Malachim Mavit actually kills the animal, that's when the Hayyub hits at that point. So, therefore, what happens? Shabbat came. Now, already, once he slaughters it, at that point, he's becoming a Ganav. Now, at that point, he's Hayyub to pay Kedin. The Qayyub of Kedin does not hal at the time of the borrowing, it's hal at the time of the actual story. Kim ne bedrabamine. Oh, now you're going to tell me, okay, but wait, Kim ne bedrabamine only on the Kedin, but what about the Kefir? What about the Arbaba Hamisha? He slaughtered it. So that she tells us that the only time you pay Arbaba Hamisha is in the case either of Ganav Vetabah or a Shomer. That was to'en ta'anat ganav, and then it was tabah, but not by a sho'el. A sho'el is considered like a noses sachar, or a shomes sachar where he's getting paid because he's able to use the item. By a sho'el, there's no deen of geneva in the sense that he has to pay arba v'hamisha. That's what she's mosif in this case over here. En chayuv, en makum ne chayuv kenas. Shekin chayuv kefen, enam noagim ela beganav. Or Shomer of Sorin Ta'anat. About Shoel or Shomer Sachar, that they cannot protect themselves with Geneva, which means if a Shoel comes along and says it got stolen, is he Patur? No. Shoel's Chayav on everything. Lo Shayak Bahem Chayuf Kemosh. He's careful, it's only Shayak in a case where Shayak to be Patur on Geneva. Meaning, I'm a Shomer Hanam. If I say it got stolen, I'll be Patur. Oh, you were the one that stole it? Be Chayav. So then we have to pay kefir. But if Geneva is not going to protect me, so therefore, if I say, if I'm a Shuel, say I got stolen, still I have to pay. Geneva is not a ta'ana by that. Shomer Sachar got stolen. Doesn't matter, you're getting paid to watch it. You're going to stop pay. So kefir only is in the case where it would be patur, or you actually stole it from the guy's house. That's my guy. 
Here I didn't steal from the house, I got it behetir. Oh, so we see that Papa Shita clearly over here, that the hayuv of unseen by Yishoel takes place at the time of the mitah, or the ginevah takes place at the time of the actual tibihah, but not at the time that you received it as a shomer. Mashiach in a regular shomer is different. A regular shomer, when I accept uh, upon myself shomer, uh, so already if something happens, if I'm high, if I'm, so say I steal it myself, <laughs> right? Like, like in the first case, the chayub is already from Friday. In the case where I was a shomer, I like go back to the first case of, of, of the Braita. I was a shomer, and I got the item, another shomer, I stole the item already on Friday. Already the chayub of Canaan is at the time of the, from Friday. I stole it already from Friday. I have to pay on Friday already. No, no, no. First case is not Shu'in. First case is Gunev. The first case is Gunev. The second case is Shu'in. So according to the Papa, the Shu'in doesn't take place until the actual time of the bonus itself. So we prove the Papa's, the Papa's deed. And one more thing I want to read for you. Basically, say the chayuv to pay is it come from the time of the she'ela or the time of the onis? That's where the machlok Rabbah and Rabbah. Rabbah will tell you it comes from the time of the she'ela, and Rabbah will tell you it comes from the time of the onis itself. Mara continues. Tanu Rabbanan veshivet gezela asher gazal. Okay, it's a pasuk we're familiar with. Torah says. Person steals something, so he has to return the gezel asher gazal what he stole. Matamud domar asher gazal. What are those extra words, asher gazal? What do we uh, learn from those words? Veshivet gezela asher gazal. Gemara says, Yahzir ke'en shegazal, which means if the gezela is still around, so then you have to return it according to the. According to what it is. But if the Gizah is not Kayemet, so you're going to be Patur. Now, it doesn't mean to say that just because a guy stole something and consumed it, he's off the hook. That cannot be. So the Gemara is going to explain in which scenario is the Gemara talking about that you have to return the Gizela when it's around, and in which scenario, if it was consumed, you don't have to return it. The Gemara says, Mikan Amru. Four lines from the bottom. And gozel umaachil et banav peturim eleshalem. If a person steals, and then he gave the item to his children, and they consumed it, so they are indeed peturim from pain. And we explained over here in the Gemara on yesterday's daf that it's talking about. Where let's say the the nigzal made yush. He gave up hope. So you have a yush. At least according to Rav Chazda, you have a yush and a consumption. Yush plus consumption does not have to pay back. According to Rami Bar even before yush, once there's consumption by somebody else, that person does not have to pay. So only when it's still around. But so they consumed it, be it before Yehushu, after Yehushu, the Mahlogar of Hazan, Nami Bar Hama, so they would not have to pay back. But, 
if he gave the gezela as a yirusha to the children, say niyach lefneim, ben gedolim, ben ketanim, hayavim. So whether they're gedolim or whether they're ketanim, since the gezela is still ba'ayin, so they're going to have to pay back. Now, this part of the b'raita uh, needs to be explained. It'll make sense if you say it's talking about before Yehush. If you say it's before Yehush, this part of the b'raita, so then, uh, as long as the gezela is still ba'ayin, still around, even though, let's say, you have a shinui reshut, meaning the nigzal inherited it or bequeathed it to his children. Even according to the opinion that wants to say that the reshut of the yoresh is like a reshut of an okayah, meaning it's considered a transfer, but without a yush, it's not going to be kone. Therefore, they have to return it back. However, if there would be yush, according to one opinion, which is Rami Bar Hamad's opinion, yush plus bequeathing it to the children would constitute a yush and a shinu reshut, and indeed they would be kone. Now the Gibara says, whether they're Gedolim or whether they're Ketanim, they have to return the item. So the Gibara says, Mishum Sumchus Amru Gedolim Hayavim Ketanim Peturim. Now we get involved in the Shita of Sumchus. Sumchus Shita is, a Katan is never Hayav anything. A Katan, you don't take him to court, he's not uh, 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 subject to Deen. And therefore, if the Katan was the one that bequeathed the, or inherited the Gezilah from his father, even though the Gezilah is Kayam, even though it's before Yehush, the Nigzal cannot take the Katan to court. Therefore, he is Patu. That is the Shita of Sumchus. So, Kabz Gavaran says a story based on this, uh, what we just said. Barhamu the Rabbi Yirmiyah. Barhamu would be the son of the father-in-law of Rabbi Yirmiyah, which we would call a brother-in-law. Rabbi Yirmiyah's brother-in-law, who happened to be a katan. Tarak He slammed the door on Rabbi Yirmiyah. Closed the door on him. What does it mean? Rabbi Yirmiyah's father-in-law passed away. Rabbi Yirmiyah held that there was a certain house that belonged to him from the estate of his father-in-law. However, his brother-in-law held not like that. His brother-in-law was a katan. So Rabbi Yirmiyah went to take the possession of the house that he felt was his and his little brother-in-law slammed the door on him. His vitalim Get out of here. That's she on the bottom. Barhamu, the Rabbi Miyah Katan Haya. Tarak Galle, Delet Petucha Bebet Abiv Sagar. He closed the door of his father's house. Velo Eniyah Likanes. The Fishayar would say Rabbi Miyah Lazikba. Because Rabbi Miyah wanted to make a Hazakan house, he felt it was his. So therefore, when the brother in law saw, he let him in. Says, so he came in front of uh, Rabbi Abin, Rabbi Irmiyah. He came in front of Rabbi Abin. Amar, Shelo, Utobeya. This is what he want. 
He's a Yorish. And he's protecting his asset. So what are you talking about? I can bring witnesses that already this was mine from the time that his father was alive. Therefore he didn't inherit this item over here. So he says, Which means, could you bring witnesses uh, without having the other person there? Meaning, this guy is a katan. A katan is like he's non-existent. Therefore, you cannot bring witnesses to prove your own case unless you have the other side present. You're going to bring witnesses to the Beddin in front of your brother-in-law. He's a katan. So it's like bringing witnesses not in front of the, the guy that you have a claim against. So he says, Velo? Who said not? We just learned in the Braita that if a father stole and he bequeathed it to his children and the Kizira is still around, whether the children are Gedolim or whether they're Ketanim, they have to pay. That means what? That means the Nigzal is going to take the Katan to Betin and testify in front of him and say, That's my item. And the deen is that the katan has to pay. So you see, you can't take a katan to court. So what are you talking about? You bring me a bride that's following sumchus. That's one opinion. Sumchus da'at yahid. But the rabbis say you can't take a katan to the court. So amal ikhapul kule alma vekaeh <laughs> Which means, you want to now fold the whole world into holding uh, like Sumchus in order to take money away from me? She's that Vraita that said what? That... Uh, Right, that you can't take children uh, to court. That's the shita of sumchus. So therefore, which means he brought a let's review what happened. He brought him a brayta. Brayta says ketanim have to pay. That that brayta is like the is like the rabbis. You say ketanim have to pay. That means you can't take the katan to court. So the rabbis told him back. Yeah, but sumchus argues on that brayta. So he says, so what now? Because you have a shitav sumchus, you're going to fold the whole world under the shitav sumchus to take money away from me? That's sumchus' opinion. So, well, well, by holding like sumchus, it, it's going to hurt me. Because I want to take the katan to court, because I can prove my case. And oh, that's sumchus. Good. So now, you're going, to, you're going to put the whole world under the influence of sumchus. Just to take, Just take money away from me? So Kanzigamaran says, in the interim, something happened here. At the Achi, so basically that's the basic story of it. Rabbi Nuriyah wanted to take his brother-in-law to court. He was a katan. He had witnesses that the house belonged to him. And the brother-in-law shut the door on him. And uh, that all the rabbis were telling him, listen, uh, you can't take him to court, he's a katan. What are you going to do? At the in the interim, 
Egalgel milta. Stuff happened. Ataha umata le kame. Did a biabu. So he came in front of Rabbi Abu. Amar lo shemi lechu ha the Rabbi Yosef bar Hama. Amar Rabbi Shaya. So he tells him, listen, don't you know what Rabbi Shaya said? What did he say? Amar Rabbi Yosef bar Hama. Amar Rabbi Shaya. Tinok story. Shetakaf ba'abadav. He had a tinok. He inherited slaves from his father. So he took those slaves as like uh, defenders. He took them, those slaves. Viyarad letoch sadeh shil chaviro. The katan went with these slaves, like bodyguards. Went to a field of somebody else. The amal shilihu. And the katan claimed, hey, that's my field. His father died. Took the abadim, went to the guy, said, hey, that field over there, that belongs to me. Put a claim on. And what did Rabbi Oshaya say? En omrim namtin We don't say, we wait till the katan becomes older in order for him to now have a claim. Which means, we take the field away uh, immediately, when he gets older, then we let the katan bring his witnesses, and then we see if he really belongs to him. We don't give the katan the field now. You're a katan. We don't take away from the guy based on these witnesses and give it to him immediately. Now we wait until he becomes a gadol, and then we deal with him. So the Birmiya says, hey, I got a good statement here from the Moshaya. That you see, uh, or, or whatever, not David Miyah, the rabbis found the statement of Rabbi Shaya that sees clearly over here that a katan, when he's a minor, can't take to court. In this case over here, they didn't say, oh, he has his witnesses, give him the field. They said, wait until the katan becomes a gadol, then let him proceed. So you see what? When he's a katan, you don't do anything. So therefore, the same thing over here. Uh, uh, in this case over here, uh, the katan had claims. So really, Rabbi Miyah wants to bring this as a proof to him that the field should stay by Rabbi Miyah, and that when he gets older, let him prove himself. This is a proof for Rabbi Miyah. Just like in that case, we didn't give the field to the katan just because he had witnesses. So to over the katan's claiming is a Yoresh. Hey, he really has witnesses. Keep the field by Yerimiyah. And when the guy gets older, the katan gets older, then they'll file his claim. So the Gemara says, no, 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 no comparison. Very good. Is this analogous to the Yerimiyah story? Hatam, hu de mafkinan mine, de lokai maleh, hazaka de abu. Abalecha de ita hazaka de abu. No. Exactly, which means, in that case over there, the kid's coming from left field. He doesn't have any hazaka from his father. He comes after his father died, that field's mine. Hey, you're a katan. In that case, where you're coming from left field, where you don't have any claims, so you're a katan, wait till you become a gadol. Here, Adrabah, he's the muhzak. He's the yoresh. He's the yoresh of his father. Everybody knows that was his father that died, that was his father's house. So therefore belongs to him. So therefore... It's different. Therefore, the Rabbiya 
who wants to throw him out of the house, hey, you can't. When he has a hazakah, could be, the rabbis will say, that when he's a katan, you cannot take away that hazakah from him. Good. And that was the end of the story. Amar Vashiach, Amar Rabbi Shabbetai, Mekabelim Edut, Shelo Befne Baaldin. New rule. You can accept witnesses not in front of the litigant. Now, even though logic would say, uh, you have a claim against me, uh, I got to be there, and you file the claim, and I can claim back. Uh, it's a forge, I have my own witnesses, and it's to answer back. So the Shabbatai said, no, you can accept testimony even not in front of the, of the Baal Deen. Tahibar Abu Hanan. Hanan was shocked. He was astounded by such a psak halakha. Did he accept testimony away from the, the litigant? So Yavara says, So the Biyose uh, understood from the Bihanan that the case must be talking about. Kegon Shayahu Hole O Edav Cholim. Which means the case is talking about the guy who had the claim was sick on his deathbed. And if he doesn't get his claim in, he's not going to make it. Or let's say his witnesses were very sick. Or let's say the witnesses wanted to go overseas. So they called the litigant to come to the court. And he didn't show up. Now, by him not showing up, he's stalling. And witnesses die, there's no claim in case against him. So in a case like that, where the litigant was summoned to Betty, did not show up to Betty, then already Betty will accept the testimony, even in a case where the Toveya is pressed for time. Either he's sick, or the Adim are sick, or the Adim are going to run out of town. Good, like we just said. You can accept testimony away from the Ba'adim. Like we just learned. It's talking about where the case was opened already. And they summoned the uh, litigant to the Beddin, and he didn't show up. Oh, then already we start the process. But if they didn't start the case, I mean they didn't tell him to come to the court. Right. He could come along and say, the guy that they have the claim against, I don't want to go to this court. I want to go to the Beddin Agadon Yerushalayim. Which is if already they summoned him in the court case, was the proceedings had begun, and the guy doesn't show up, then you start without him. However, if it didn't start yet, so then already you can't just go to Bedin and start the witnesses, because the guy can come along and say, hey, I don't want this court. I want to go to a better court. I want to go to the, Bet, uh, the Supreme Court in uh, Yerushalayim. So the Gibbala says, wait. ki Matzi azina. What do you mean? If that's a claim, the Chaurai can have that claim even if they invited him to the court. He could send back, see you later, I don't want to go to this court. I want to go to the Beitina Gadol. She would say, what's the difference? Even if they invited him to the court, he could always send back, I'm not going to this court. Amar Avina, 
כגון דנקת דסקה לבית דין הגדול. Which means, the guy that has the claim, he has a letter from the Bet Yen Agadol of Yerushalayim that says, it's okay for this court to judge. Therefore, he can't say, I want to go to Yerushalayim. We ask permission from the Bet Yen Agadol of Yerushalayim already. And they said, it's uh, fine for this court to judge. Amar Rav, new story. Mekayemim etashtar shelo befneh ba'aldim. Okay. You have a Malveh and you have a Loveh. Malveh lent money. He has a star. What does the star say? And so and so owes me money. Now, how do we know the star is emit? You have Edim on the star. Maybe the Edim are forged. So what a Malveh has to do is, he has to make Kiyum on the star. How does he make Kiyum on the star? He brings uh, either the actual guys themselves that signed, and they testify that that's their signature, or he brings witnesses that testify that they know the signature of these people on the shtar. And therefore the shtar is mekuyam, therefore he can use it as payment. So the deen over here is, you're allowed to mekayim the shtar, even not in front of the loveh. Even if the loveh is not around, you can bring the shtar to bedin, And the bedin writes on the shtar, Bimotav, Tlata, Wivisat, and the bedin of three. And uh, so-and-so came to us, and we uh, testified that the witnesses over here are... Oh, okay, let's read Rashi. He tells us that. Mekamim etashtar. See, that's like uh, a third of the way down. Mekamim etashtar. Hayu edim ha-chatumim mevakshim lelech le-medinat ayam. The guys that signed, uh, they want to go overseas. Mevi'im malvele bedin. Which means the guy knows the Malveh. Listen, if I don't get these guys to testify on their handwriting, I'm out. They're going away. So he brings them to the Bedin. And Bedin writes under the Shtar the following. We sat in a proceedings of three. And we have certified the shtar properly. Right, rabbinically they have certified the shtar. So the deen is you could do that. Rabbi Hanan argues. The guy's got to be there. The noveh has to be there at the time of the kiyum. Amal de Rav Sheshat, Rabbi Yosei Bar Abu, Asbira Lach, I'll explain to you the logic of Rabbi Hanan. It's based on a pasuk. We learned early in the Masechet that if a shor kills, a shor kills, so uh, the deen is, uh, you got to kill the shor. Uh, let's say he killed twice. Before they got around to killing it, they still got to kill the shore still. Once the shore kills three times, he's a mu'ad, so now the owner of the shore has to pay kofir. He has to pay a, a penalty. Now, it's only in a case, where they brought the, the owner of the shore to Betin, and they actually warned in front of him, and said, listen, this shore over here killed. He has to get a, watch your shore. He has to be in front of the Bedin. So therefore, uh, from there, he's learning 
that you can never do something to a or mechayev a person money, like in this case kofed, unless the guy himself was there uh, in the betting that received a warning. Similarly, you want now mechayev a guy from a shtad um, to make a kiyum, so he has to be there. He has to be in the court itself where the shtad is being mekuyam uh, in order to mechayev the guy to pay money. So he's learning it actually from the law of Sure. Good. Just like the Baalah Shore has to be there when they testify against his Shore, so too has to be there when they testify against his loan, against his, uh, against his pocket. Good. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Abba, what's the halacha? Hilcheta, mekaynim et tashtar, Shelo b'fnei ba'aldin. Halakha, he doesn't have to be there. Ve'afilu omed v'tsoveyah. Even though the guy's screaming, it's a fake. Don't, uh, don't certify it. It's a forge. He's screaming like that. He's saying, I'll bring witnesses. Uh, don't, uh, don't do anything. Okay? Ve'i amar, nekitu li zimna, adem aitina sa'adeh, but if he says, hey, wait, give me time to get witnesses to show you that the star really is a forge, oh, so we give him time. Which means, if the guy's just screaming, forge, forge, jump in the lake, we're not, we're not, uh, you know, the bottom of the guy's here, he's got witnesses there to prove it, goodbye. But if the guy's screaming to the bed dean, listen, just give me a chance. I'll produce witnesses to show you that it's a fake. Oh, then already we hold up everything. Now they give him a certain time to come, time frame. He shows up within the time frame. Fine. Yeah, let's say 30 days, for example. Right? If he doesn't show up, then already they continue. So comes the Gemara and says, Ilo ata le sheni v'sheni. They give him another three shots. Monday, Thursday, Monday. Because Beti would sit on Mondays and Thursdays. So Beti is very slow before they start, uh, you know, uh, going after a guy. First they say, listen, I have, I have witnesses to show it's a fake. They give him a certain uh, window. He doesn't show up. So Beti says, okay, maybe he needs more time. We'll give him another Monday, Thursday, and Monday. Ilo ata kadvinan petiha laveh. They put a shtad nidui against him. They write in the shtad, so-and-so will be bin nidui, like an excommunication, he's not paying his loans. Now, tish'in yomin, and it's a 90-day process, this nidui. Tanatin kama'eh lo nahtinan l'nikseh. The first 30 days, Betty's not going to go repossess any assets. The amrinan katarach bezuzeh v'nizuf. Yeah. You gotta give the guy a chance to collect the money to pay. So for the first thirty days, they don't bother him. He's probably collecting the money in order to to pay. The next thirty days, they also don't go down to his uh, assets. Why? Maybe he doesn't have uh, liquid assets to pay, so he's selling off some of his assets to get the money. So give him a chance. But 
the last 30 days also, they don't go down to his assets. He himself is probably going to work in order to hire himself out, in order to make the money, in order to pay. But after 90 days, and he doesn't show up to pay, What is adrachta? Exactly. A seizure document, like a warrant. Right? That means the malveh gets this paper. Now he can go down to the to the loveh and seize his property. So basically, it's a 90-day situation. Once they go, and they make him to stop. And the guy's screaming, well, I have uh, I can prove that it's a fake. Okay, so we, 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 we wait. It doesn't show up, so we start the process. Monday, Thursday, Monday, the 90 days. After 90 days, we go to the Malveh. You proved your start already. There's a seizure letter, a drachtat's called. Now you have a right to go down and seize property. But not so fast. That's only talking <coughs> where the guy says, I'm going to come to Beddin to Mevatil the Shtar. Where the Loveh says he's coming. Aval, Amar, Lo Atena. But if right away he says, I'm not showing up, the Altar Katvina. They don't give 90 days. They write the Adrachta. I mean, we're only giving him a courtesy if he says he's going to show up to Betty. So he's okay. He's probably, he's selling, he's working, he's doing. But if the guy says, I'm not showing up, finished. The seizure document is written immediately. Oh, this is only talking about that we give him 90 days if it was a loan. Because what's the nature of a loan? You spend the money. So therefore he needs time to recoup it. The Picadon. The altar kadvinan. But if it's a case of a picadon, where it's a collateral, he's not allowed to use the collateral. So the collateral must be by him. So therefore you don't give him 90 days. Maybe what? The collateral should be there. Therefore you write the seizure document immediately in order for the the, the, the bala picadon to go down and seize the picadon immediately. Vehi kadvinan Oh, The only item that we say that he could seize this the is if the love has karka but you don't write a adrakta to seize movables why which means what's going to happen the Malveh is going to go seize metaltelin. He's going to eat the metaltelin. He's going to use them. And what's going to happen now? The Malveh is going to bring witnesses that the star really was fake. He's going to tell them now, give me my money back. He said, what money? I don't have it. It's gone. So therefore, we don't let the Malveh seize metaltelin on the side that the Malveh again will disprove the star. So the Gemara that says, But karka, karka is karka. You can't consume karka. So therefore, if indeed the malveh took karka for the payment, and then the loveh came along and said it's a fake and proved it, so give back the karka. So the Gemara says, no. 
הדרכתה המטלטלה לו כדבינה, אף על גב דאית להו מקרקעה, חיישינן שמא תכסיף. Which means like this. The Gevara said uh, above, if a guy has karka, you could write in a lachta even against metaltelim. Why? Because in, in this case over here, if the malveh has karka, get, get, get it good, if the malveh has karka, let him even take metaltelim. Because on the side that the loveh will come along and say the star was a fake, I, say, I don't have any metaltelim left, I ate it. So take from the karka of the guy. Again, if the malveh has karka, if the malveh doesn't have karka, I cannot take metaltalin. Because he's going to take the metaltalin, he's going to consume them, and then the is going to come back and say the thing was a fake, he's going to give a deen, and where's my money? I don't have the money, I ate it already. But if the malveh has karka, so then we let him even take metaltalin. Because even if he consumes the metaltalin, he can pay him back in karka. However, the Gemara says, Velahi. But that's not true. Adrachta ametaltelelo kadvinan afagav di itle mekarke. You know, never let the Malveh take metaltelelo, uh, even if he has karka. Why? Haishinan sheme tachsiv. We worry that what? That maybe the karka is going to get spoiled. Maybe the karka is going to ruin. And then what's going to happen? The guy took metaltelelo. And now he ate the metantanin. And the Dover is going to say, you owe me my money back, because it was a fake to start. And the karka now gets ruined. And if he doesn't have uh, what to pay from that, so therefore, you never uh, let the malveh take uh, metantanin. Okay? Now, the only thing you can take is the karka. Now you can say, well, maybe he's going to take the karka and ruin the karka. So you say, Why? Because Which means, we're talking about over here, what type of, we're not worried that the guy himself is going to damage a field. We were at natural causes. So that damage would have depreciated even if it was by the Loveh. So therefore we're not worried that if the Malveh takes it, that it might depreciate because Mamanav Shek would have depreciated anyway on the Loveh's side. In any event, so that's the deen of the Adrachta. V'chikadvin and Adrachta, there's another law. That which we say you write this Adrachta, meaning this seizure letter, this warrant, Mud'in and Leh. You got to tell the Loveh, you got to get message to him that they're writing it. It's only talking about where he's close, he's nearby. Which means, Beti is not going to matriach themselves to go to the other side of the world to inform a guy that they wrote an adrachta against him. If the guy's local, they'll send a messenger to go, Aval, uh, lo. But if he's far away, they're not going to... Send the guy to, to inform him. However, <coughs> but he's far away, but he has relatives next to the Betty. So the Betty will inform the relatives and tell the relatives to go inform the guy. Or there's caravans, let's say, that go back and forth to that place. 
משינה נטרסר ירחש שאתה עד עזה ואתה שיירתה וואו You wait 12 months until up to 12 months till the shayara till the caravan is able to go tell the guy that they're riding it and come back to Bedin and report that they told them ki ha de ravina the story of ravina shaha le mor acha there was a guy his name was mor acha he was a malveh he was owed money they didn't write the adrachta until when tresar yarhishata Till 12 months. It seems the Lovay was far away. So Ravina delayed writing the Adrachta because he said, let me go inform the Lovay. And it took 12 months for it to happen. So you see that if the Shayara is a 12 month uh, situation, you delay writing it for 12 months, up to 12 months. Don't bring me a proof from that story. This Mur'acha uh, was a bully. And so what's a bully? So Gibra says, She's like this. Ravina was patient before he wrote an Adrachta for this Mur'acha guy. Because he was a bully, he was a strong guy. Which means, once he gives him the Adrachta, he's not giving it to him back. Meaning, let's say the Loveh would come along and prove that the start is... False. He's, uh, he, he's taking the money anyway with this seizure item. This adrachta. So therefore the reason why he stalled, because he didn't want to give it moracha uh, so fast, because he knew he's a big guy, and he's not going to return the adrachta so fast. However, in a regular case, where the malven de are not bullies, we don't wait a year. The maximum time you wait is you send the shaliyah on Tuesday to go tell the lover. Then you can return back on Wednesday. And Thursday ready, the court's in session. Which means you give him three days. Which means if the guy's far away, we're willing to push the court off from Tuesday to Thursday. Meaning, well, write, we're ready to write the Adrachta. Oh, you got to tell the Lovet. If the Lovet is in town, we won't write until we send the Shaliyah to the Lovet. Listen, by the way, we're writing uh, a seizure notice. You know, uh, come to court, says, claim, claim your claims before we write this item. But if the guy's far away, we're not waiting 12 months. The only time we waited 12 months was in the case where the rabbi was concerned if we give the Adrachta right away, uh, he's never going to give it back in the case if he's disproven. So if we want to, we want to hold out. A regular case, but you'll send the shaliyah on Tuesday. If he can return on Wednesday, so we know already the guy was warned that he could show up to Betin on Thursday, then already we'll do that. But more than that, we do not delay writing an adrachta. Amaravira, banan. This shaliyah that is in charge of uh, summoning people to Bedin. So what does he do? Bedin sends a guy, go summon this guy to Bedin. The Sharia comes back and says, he doesn't want to show up. He has a ne'emanut like two witnesses. Which means, even though he's only one guy. But we say this guy is not going to lie to Sharia Bedin. So therefore, the rabbis trusted him like two witnesses, that he's believed when he says 
that the guy doesn't want to show up. Yeah. That's only the inyan to put the guy in nidui. When the guy doesn't show up to bed, they put him in nidui, they excommunicate him. But to write a star nidui against him, you can't. Which means like this. Forbidding to announce that the guy's in Nidui, they'll rely even on the one Shaliyah. But to write it in the star, no. Because we have a general rule. When you write the star of Nidui, who's got to pay for the star of Nidui? Costs money to write it. You got to pay a sofit. Who pays for the start of Nidui? The guy that they putting in Nidui. The binti makes him pay for it. So therefore, on the testimony of one witness, they're not going to write a star because there's going to be money out of pocket. Out of pocket on one on one guy. But to actually say say put him in Nidui, meaning verbally, they'll do that. Let's just read this in the Nashi. She says. Which means, when they write a star of Nidui against somebody, if are not showing to Betty. Right? So the guy, let's say, ends up coming to Betty. They don't rip up the star until he pays for it. You want us to rip up the star, you cause us to write it in the first place. Cause us the star, cause us the ink, cause us the sofet. The guy says, I'm not paying. Not paying, we're not ripping it up. So therefore, in order to rip up the star shamta, you have to have a payment. So on one witness coming along to say that he didn't want to show up to Betin, you're not going to write the star.